All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's another illustrious episode of Before the Three Count. I'm your host, the unnamed host, aka, um, uh, whoo, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna put a question mark on that one right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, maybe I'll just go with uh, please hand it over her. Uh, <laughs> I almost just spit my Blackstone last days all over the floor. Not even gonna lie. Well, I, you know, uh, is it, it, today is uh, Sunday, uh, and you know, like my man uh, Hammer had that song "Pray," which I yeah. recommend everybody to go listen to. That's why we pray. <laughs> just to make it today. <laughs> uh, I'm also joining my uh, other hosts. Yay, yay, yay. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Osiris, back at it again. And I gotta say, MC Hammer is oddly <laughs> underrated. Yes. Um, yes. I- I'm thinking about it. He should have gone down like Elvis. Yeah. Uh, he was rap's first uh, pop star. Well, I won't say first pop star because you had like Ram- Run DMC and even before that, like Curtis Blow and them and Grand Master Flash and. Furious Five and Sugar Hill Gang then, but he definitely broke the barrier in regards to rap in uh, mainstream, you know, uh, America as far as like yes. making the commercial brand. Yes, I guess no, you have Vanilla Ice. You could say too. But Vanilla Ice also was like it was like one day and one B. Okay, okay, I feel you. Because I think they came out at the same time, right? I think pretty much, yeah. Well, uh, oh, actually, much. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Hammer had a couple albums before that, but he didn't really hit his stride to that Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him album. That's where he went big, and I think that's when Vanilla Ice also dropped to the extreme at the same time, I want to say. Yes. <clears throat> to the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. <laughs> uh, actually, those bro, uh, Hammer had, what, two? Two albums or one album before Please Hurt, Please Don't Hurt Him. I think. What's the one album that had uh, Let's Get It Started on? Let's Get It Started. <clears throat> well, what was the album was that? That's a good. Hold on. You know what? This is why we've got the Google machine. Yes, it might have been just self-titled too. I'm. I'm. Uh, I can picture the box art. I think he just has like the giant sunglasses and like there's like some bushes behind him or something like that. That sounds right. Right. <clears throat> MC Hammer albums. Okay, I think this is in reverse order. Or, oh, okay. this isn't even in order. Okay, hold on. We got it. All right, here we go. Yeah. Let's get it started. 1988. Okay. Wow. That was a good year. Yes. And then, uh, <clears throat> oh, hold on. There was stuff before that. Because <clears throat> in 1986, he had Feel My Power. Was that a full-length LP or a single? Let's see what it says. P. Songs. <clears throat> Oh, there's a, nine songs on it. That's a full length. Okay. I might have to hit up uh, YouTube and see some, uh, <clears throat> listen to some joints off of that. See if the anything's yeah. uh, Wow, 86. So he really been in the game for a minute. Right? Like, who knew? <clears throat> I remember uh, uh, seeing a video for uh, Can't Touch It, and my mind was just like blown. Because you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, rap is so energetic. The <clears throat> hammer dance. Yeah, with the uh, parachute pants doing the typewriter. Yes. That was and then, <laughs> and then uh, he followed up with uh, Too Legit to Quit. Yep. Which was <laughs> even like bigger and like more bolsterous. Uh, you know, it had uh, 
had like he almost had like many movie uh, videos similar to like Michael Jackson Thriller. Cause I know the Too Legit to Quit video was like a I want to say like a ten minute video at the time. They okay. had James Brown in it. I want to say. Now I gotta look that up. That's wild. Yeah, 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 I think it's like a short version, obviously like an edit version for like MTV purpose, but then it's like a long little mini mini movie version of it. Um, but yeah, he had that, and then um, they had like the Adams Family uh, stuff <laughs> as well. Yeah. Family, uh, I forget what the song title was, but that was a, a dope. I remember that? Um, they go where they want to go, dance how they want to dance. Adam Adams Family, family. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, and then I actually like the third album, but people, you know, because he sort of crossed over to like the hardcore side. But I actually like um, Funky Headhunter. The Funky Headhunter, yeah, with the infamous pumps in the bump uh, <laughs> video. <Yeah. laughs> Talk about no, a classic. Yeah, which I saw try to clear from my memory. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's very scantily clad, uh, dressed in that video. Yeah, hammer. But you know, uh, had, but then also the offset though, he did have. On the, you know, with the ladies, they were also scantily clad, uh, dressed as well. But yes, yeah, it, it was sure. a, it was a dr- dramatic contrast. But a lot of artists were going, like a lot of artists at the time that might have been a little more TV friendly, were going. You know, after after Death Row and them came, were switching up their styles. Like Will Smith sure. came up with like the baggy, you know, pants and had like the the Timberland, uh, Timberland boots. You had Run DMC yeah. was down with the King. You had. Uh, Heavy D sort of, you know, came a little more aggressive. Um, <laughs> it was like a, it that's was like a weird. It was that. That's kind of funny to think about. What's that? What I, heavy D being more aggressive because I think of now that we found oh. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Well, I, I, I forget. He had an album with like Blue Funk or something like that, but it was like some uh, hardcore uh, gems. But I know, uh, I always, every time I see Heavy D, I always. Uh, uh, think of your, your mom's favorite song from him uh, was uh, uh, Black Coffee. Yes, yep, that was her jam back in the day. <laughs> Black Coffee, no, uh, no cream. Uh, what is, no sugar, no cream. Yeah. Black Coffee, no sugar, no cream. That's the kind of sugar girl I want down with my team. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're really bringing out the memories. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Hammer, you know, uh, it's a shame. I mean, I, I think he unrife, unrightfully got a lot of criticism. You know what I'm saying? For the people say he went, you know, too popular, too cookie cutter. But then now when we look at rappers today. It's like all about marketing, all about it, having their names on every, you know, facet of, uh, you know, products. <clears throat> yeah, Hammer set the blueprint for Diddy, right down to the shiny suits. Yeah, Both yeah. Of the videos, like yeah. Uh, I, I definitely definitely agree, but I know uh, he still went through his like financial uh, situation. But seems like he's yeah. now um, has bounced back, so I'm glad to uh, see he's able to you know have a, a re- like a redemption story. Cool, that I didn't even know that. So that's yeah, he's awesome. really big into he's really big into investments, especially on, on the tech uh, tech side of things. Okay, and he's big into um uh, uh, MMA. I know, yeah, I think he has really? a particular. I don't know if a particular group, but he's really heavily you know. Invested in that, so that's wild to me. Yeah. Plus, he's also he was you know I was like you said blueprint of like today's like you know guys that have big entourages you know and like the flashy you know uh, you know living and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, definitely a trendsetter. No, no doubt on that. No doubt. Um, and it's kind of funny to think about. Um, 
you know, we're talking about, I'm looking at here, his uh, album history. In 1998, yep. him and Vanilla Ice put out a joint album together huh. um, called Back to Back Hits. And it's like all their early 90s hits. But, well, I was going to um, say, Vanilla Ice, aside from Ice Ice Baby, what else did he have that was in on the radio rotation? Uh, let's see what's on this I know he had album. that the, the Ninja Turtle rap. That's the only other thing yeah, I can remember. That, that, Just those two songs. Jam. Go Ninja, uh, go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Yeah, you see Michelangelo out on the floor. Uh, <laughs> taking on Toka and Razor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, on this album, he's got Ice Ice Baby. Yep. Cool as Ice. Okay. I Love You, which I don't remember that one at all. Um, <laughs> Play that funky music, which I do remember that. That was a good jam. Okay. Um, and dancing, which I don't remember that one either. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I remember and, he uh, also came back uh, with a hardcore album, like in the late '90s too. Uh with hardcore rock. Yeah. Okay. He, yes. he grew, out, grew out dreads and everything. Yes, I actually went and saw him in concert back then. How was he? Um, I mean, if you're into hardcore rock of that time, because it was like the, you know, pile of corn and biscuit. Um, okay, so that okay. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rap, rap, rap. Yeah, uh, yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's what he was doing. I dug it. Like, uh, uh, this is going to sound really funny. I think I saw him and Guar together in concert. I might be making that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I saw those two together in concert. And Guar, for those that don't know, um, is an old school hard rock band. But uh, their gimmick is that they have monsters, like, you know, people in costumes. Yeah. But, like, they're, like, giant costumes. Um, oh, wow. Like, eight feet tall. Oh, wow. And uh, so, like, they're, like, these monsters that, like, come out on stage. Um, and the monsters will, like, pee on the audience. Yeah. Um, it's not real pee, but it's, oh, like, okay. some kind of liquid, you know, some sort of yellow liquid. Um, then, like, one of the monsters will get, like, its arm chopped off and it will, like, spray 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 blood into the audience <laughs> like, wow very yeah. theatric yeah yeah it's pretty crazy stuff um, okay okay uh, all uh, right <laughs> well we saw <laughs> this is a wrestling podcast where we saw like, went out, like 20 well, minute music uh, <laughs> well, uh well, wasn't hammer part of wcw at one point no but master p was there we go. Okay, the No Limit Soldiers. The No Limit sh- Soldiers. What did you think about that? Because uh, that was that was coincide, which was hilarious because that's when uh, Kurt Henning uh, in the what was it the Country Rednecks was there? Yes, stable? yes. So they were like the heels saying that rap was crap, but somehow obviously being in the Southern wrestling promotion, would became faces due to that. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't supposed to. They weren't getting booed like they were supposed to, which was hilarious because obviously the. You know, demographics might be a little different uh, in the southern regions, uh, but yeah, Master P. Yeah, it's funny. At the time, I, I was into it, um, but it's one of those things that I look back on, especially with everything you just talked about, and, and I think about Jim Cornette talking about yep. the problems with national and international wrestling, uh-huh. and, and he says, like, the reason why the territories work is because different areas like different things and so you can right. just cater to that area right and i think this is a great example of that because yeah wcw they mainly ran in the south yeah um they they but they were a national or even international wrestling company they were yep. you know um yep. so uh so it's kind of a funny thing because i think yeah on a national scale uh, especially at that time rap was 
rap was huge. Uh, but I think on a national scale, it would have been really over, and it would have, those would have been the baby faces. But because they ran down south, and you know, and in a you know <laughs> where the good old boys play. Um, but you know, the funny thing is, Master P is from the south. No limit is from the state from New Orleans, Louisiana. So like, you don't get any more southern than that. But that's a different <clears throat> kind of south. And, that's true, and and that's a great great example of uh, uh, when you say New Orleans junkyard yep. dog. That, that's he's from he New Orleans? Huge. I don't think you, he's from New Orleans, but that's where he okay. got his wrestling star. I thought he got his wrestling star in mid... Oh, yeah, mid South. So, Mid-South, New Orleans, though? But Mid-South was like... Yeah, I think Mid-South is Tennessee, but I'm like, oh, okay. Junkyard Dog got his start in New Orleans. Oh, okay. I, I know that much. Because um, okay. um, Cornette talks about it all the time. He said Bill Watts um, was, was booking in New Orleans. Okay. And... Um, he said he, he found a young junkyard dog who was hungry and in good shape, and he was like, "This is my black guy." Um, and, and As a kid, were you a fan? Were you a fan of JYD? As a kid, yes. As a teenager and later, no. Okay. Um, when I go back and look, I'm like, "Wow, that's some really bad black exploitation type stuff." Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I never really saw a lot of his, um, you know, promos. But yes, I couldn't really like tell you if it, you know, uh, I maybe saw like. Two like a couple of you know thirty second clips of him doing his, his what was like the thump finisher or something like that yeah, where he hit yeah. the guy and that was pretty much yeah that was like saw him cut a promo or just that a third so yeah it's funny and this well let's talking wrestling um, yeah. it's kind of funny I'm like that was during a time period where wrestling was really racist um, okay. and it's kind of funny to think about like like it used to be black people and Samoans had really hard heads right like you know. Um, and I, I have to assume the the uh, undertone to that is there's not a lot of brain up there, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, so, 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 yeah, you had things like that on the. You ever go back and watch the old WWF cartoon show? Nah, I, I uh, only saw like I, I know there was a cartoon show, but I only seen like stills of it on like in, internet. Um, I actually own a uh, VHS <laughs> copy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, that, that I would love to transfer over to something. But okay. I've watched some clips on YouTube. Yep. Junkyard Dog was always eating fried chicken. Like, no matter what the situation was, like, he was eating <laughs> fried chicken. I'm like, wow, that's really bad. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, were they voiced and, by the actual superstars? Yeah, they were voiced by the oh. superstars. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm pretty uh, sure. Uh, Actually, I could yeah. be wrong on that. I'm like, that's a, I'm like, I feel like they were voiced by the superstars. I, I'm like, like, I know was... Hogan definitely was. Okay. But I, I don't know about the other ones. Now that I, now that we say that, I don't want to be okay. giving misinformation um, on the air and someone come back and be like, oh, he <laughs> said. So yeah, they, they might not have been voiced by the actual superstars. I'm not sure. Okay. Um. But yeah, real quick back to the masterpiece thing. Uh, do you like when they had with the No Limit Soldiers? That's how they they had like unmasked Rey Mysterio, um, and then they also had uh, uh, well, I'm trying to think of like the stable that they had for wrestlers. Like, did you enjoy Masterpiece like stable during those Nitro days? You mean the No Limit Soldiers or something else? No, but wasn't his state? It was like Rey Mysterio's in it. Was it Conan in it? Oh no, um, you're getting that mixed up. That was the uh, Filthy Animals. Oh, okay. That was Rey Mysterio, Conan, Disco Inferno, and uh, I want to say Psychosis, maybe or. But but Mass- uh, the No Limit Soldiers on in WCW wasn't a stable of wrestlers though, like because they had matches, right? 
Yeah, the No Limit Soldiers was like Ahmed Johnson. Okay. Um, who else was in that? <clears throat> Hold on, I'm looking it up right now on the Google machine. The No Limit Soldiers were a staple, a stable in World Championship Wrestling that was formed after rapper Master P signed with the company. Mm-hmm. Soldiers notably feuded with the West Texas Rednecks from June to July of 1999. Wait, wow, that was only long. like one month. Oh, 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 oh! And I thought you meant from like a year, like from June to no, next year. No, no, that was like, oh, long. Wow, that's wow. super short. No, not only is that super short, yep. the stable debuted June 13th, 1999. Yep. They disbanded September 12th, 1999. Wow. So only. Three months, uh, two months, basically, and some change. Yeah. Wow. But with that being said, we were both right uh, a minute ago about the wrestlers okay. in the stable. Okay. Because um, Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr. were in the No Limit. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. And uh, I, I guess it still makes sense of Conan because he had the rap gimmick. So that's what I was like, so it makes sense. Yeah. No. Totally. Um, and it, but apparently, yeah, it was after the group broke up that they okay. formed the Filthy Animals. Oh, okay, okay. Um, also in the group was uh, B.A. Doesn't say who that is. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, 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 Brad Armstrong. Oh, okay. okay. They, it was, it, they were trying to rip off Road Dogg. You know, obviously they're, they're brothers. Uh, I remember I was like, people were talking about, like, oh, it was like a Road Dogg clone. Like he came gotcha. into the ring with like glasses and like a, a, a bucket hat. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cray, I don't even remember that part of that. Yeah. Um, and then it says uh, they had uh, Swole, <laughs> who was Master P's cousin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who had no, no wrestling experience. Oh, okay. So it was just uh, those four? What's that? Just those four was the stable? Yeah, that was the stable. That's small. Yeah. And then uh, it looks like, uh, I guess, Silk the, Silk the Shocker. Yep. Um, was in the or oh he made an appearance. Oh okay. Um, let's see. I'm just scrolling, scrolling through all the stuff. It's funny. Oh. Most of this article talks about the West Texas Rednecks. Oh yeah. Well, they were super over. Yeah. No, they were. You know, I think they they even had like a a, a music track. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to know what that contract was with Master P and uh, you know, uh. WCW, like, I wonder how much they paid him for that brief time. Like, if it was a six-figure or seven-figure contract. That's, that's deal, a very I mean. attractive question, right? Yeah. Okay, apparently there was also a member named Chase and 4x4. Don't remember. Um, let's see. 4x4. Interesting. Uh, he uh, looks like he had no wrestling experience. Okay. Um, prior to somehow just got in and was part of the group. Okay. Um, and then it says he was uh, part of Harlem Heat 2000 after this. There was um, a Harlem Heat 2000? Yeah, that was the one with Ahmed Johnson. What? <laughs> so what year was it? So was it in the two, 2000s or? It must have. Hold on. Let's Look up was, how long was that? How long, so who did he replace? Or who was a, a three-man team? Let's see. Harlem Heat 2000. Is there not going to be any information on this? Hold up. I always like how they repackage tag teams with the 
the last name 2000 like lod oh, had a lod lod 2000 and like <laughs> uh that was during the y2k era not y2k but why yeah. uh yeah yeah right. y2k. y2k yeah y2k yeah they, they thought like the whole world's gonna end yeah i went the clock said 2000 <laughs> <laughs> so it was um okay so it was stevie ray and ahmed johnson Oh, okay. Um, they were Harlem Heat 2000 and uh, 4x4, now known okay. as Cash, uh, okay. was uh, part of Harlem Heat Inc. So Harlem okay. Heat 2000 was the tag team, and okay. then the group was Harlem Heat Inc. And uh, sounds like 4x4 is like the bodyguard. Ah, uh, so also hilarious that uh, I'm surprised they just call themselves like Houston Heat or oh, like have a because both. You know, Booker T and Steve from Texas, Houston, never probably stepped a foot in Harlem, but like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's back when, like, if you're black and like kind of gangster, like, it's gotta be Harlem, like, yeah, but Houston's know. just as Houston's just as you know, uh, tough as Harlem. Like, oh, no doubt, parts of it. Yeah, but back, back that's what Scarface was, you know, Scarface and the Gal Boys, and you know, Willie Bushwick Bill, you know, Halloween came on a weekend, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, uh, but but back then it had to be Harlem, like like Bad News Brown, who's from Canada. Yeah. Like, oh man, I've been in Harlem with the sewer rats. Like, <laughs> no, but I thought he only did. I thought he only traveled in uh, Canada. But I thought he's originally from like in the states. Is it? Let's look it up. Bad News <laughs> Allen, aka Bad News Brown. Yes, yes. With the, the Ghetto Blasters as finisher, which was a great move. Yeah, I was gonna say I I miss like the seems like everybody's finisher is like pretty much gotta be like some high risk, you know, high botchability maneuver. But like you had like you said the the, the ghetto blaster, you had crushes, cranium crush back then. Uh, all simplistic moves that you know was able to tell a story and, and do the job. Yes, I, I, it's well, uh, almost has his own version of the cranium crush now. It's not very really. Good. Okay, so does the person sit on their butt and he raises them off with his hands no, or no? No, okay. and that's why it's not very good. Like, I'm shocked now that we're talking about it. I'm like, yep. I'm shocked no one showed him that. Because okay. all he does is just while the guy's standing, he just squishes your head from behind. Oh, okay. But I'm okay. like, oh, like that would visually look so much better if he, like, you know, picks the guy up, puts him down. Yep. Like the whole thing. Yep. Yep. I actually like uh I, I liked Crush when I was a kid as when he was like super cookie cutter face um, yeah. compared to his later incarnation for some strange reason I, I just didn't gravitate after uh, that but his you know when he was the Hawaiian brother you know uh, <laughs> Shaka Bra 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 yeah, yeah yeah I dig that uh, when, when I was a kid uh, I mean he was cool, cool with him and um Brian Adams as uh, Chronic 2000 was that or was yeah, this was this I, Chronic. I think it was just chronic. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that was that was a cool tag team. Two big dudes, you know, wrecking wrecking house. Agreed. No, agreed. I, I was down with. Chronic. But I, I I like Brian Adams' uh, Adam Bomb gimmick more than it, you know all his other gimmicks. Yes. No, I'd agree with that too. I can't remember what was his finisher. Adam Bombs. Did he do a power bomb? Was it power bomb? Okay, you might be right. I I think so. Okay. Whose powerbomb finisher did you dig more? Vader's, Sid's, Kevin Nash's. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that had like a powerbomb uh, finisher. 
Uh, those might be the only three that's coming to my mind. But out of those three, who, whose pop on did you dig the most? Um, I'd say Sid, I, I think, of those three. Okay. Why Sid's? Uh, he's just so vicious with it. No pun intended. Yep. Uh, but do you yeah. like it when guys release from the top when they're coming down, or do you like them when they follow through with the with their arms following through on the you know the motion? I think it depends on the guy doing it. But with Sid, okay. he released at the top. Okay. And uh, I feel like it just looked like he like just didn't care, and I don't think he did. <laughs> like most of the time, jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I agree with you. Um, you know, cause, uh, Kevin Nash's was cool um, if it was, like, on a little guy. Uh, but I think with, with Sid, like you said, it was, like, the whole package. Yeah. And Adam's Bomb's finisher was a power bomb. Okay. Kind of kind of meh. Um, okay. he, he picked you up to the side. So, okay. um, so, you know, the guy's crotch wasn't in his face. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he drops him down in the power bomb. Okay. Would you consider the Razor's Edge a power bomb? Maybe a oh. power bomb variation. Variation. Okay. Variation. Okay. Since you're coming down with the guy. Yeah. Okay. Although someone, I'm trying to think of who it is now. Yep. Uh, they do a power bomb out of the Razor's Edge. Oh, okay. I've seen that, and it looked crazy. Okay. All right, and, uh, is, is it... and, and they sit down with it. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Sounds like a high risk uh, uh, move. <clears throat> oh yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, because they say, do a lot of guys use submission finishes anymore? Because you had the days of the sharpshooter, figure four lock, Texas Clover leap, um, uh, Boston Crab. Uh, ankle lock. like do guys do that now today the, the young like new crop of guys um well I mean Brian Danielson okay he, he uses submission finishers okay. uh John Moxley sometimes uses submission finisher okay um Charlotte Flair okay uh, oh well then yeah the, yeah from father <clears throat> figure four um Becky Lynch what does she use uh the disarm her which okay. is uh, basically it's a um, armbar. Okay. Uh, Ronda Rousey, she uses okay. an armbar. Okay. Um, oh, Cyrus, uh, <laughs> he uses various submissions because uh, he is the god of submission after all. Did you like when uh, Cena used the STF? No. The <laughs> STF you? Yeah. No. What was uh, it that you didn't feel about it? Did it just seem out of place from him? Two things. One, it was out of place from him. Uh, yeah. And two, it didn't look very good. Um, if you go back and watch it, like, he didn't wrench it in. There was okay. so much space between, like, his arm and, like, the <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, would you think anybody would bring back the... You know how, like, people use, like you said, like, different finishes, like Charlotte has a uh, you know, figure four, like some people have, like, the STF and finish it, you know, uh, I know The Rock at one point, we used the sharpshooter, skin, Sting used the Scorpion Death Lock, but do you think anybody would uh, use the Crippler oh, Crosspiece as a finisher? Uh, I have three things to say. Yep. In order, number one, Charlotte, Floor, Charlotte Flair does not use the figure four, she uses the figure eight. Ah, I bet. Uh, all good, <laughs> all good. 
Um, so it's the figure four, and then she bridges up. Okay. Um, the Rock used the Scorpion Deathlock. Rock did that not was use a the Nope, it was the Scorpion uh, Deathlock uh, because he was the Scorpion King. Ah, uh, yes. I forgot about that as well. <laughs> yeah, all good, all good. Um, and I think the Yes Lock, Brian Danielson's uh, Yes Lock, is the Crippler Crossface. Really? Oh, okay. 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 All right. I wasn't sure if that was shunned, like, you know, the person, the originator of it. <laughs> well, I feel like they probably wanted to change it, you know? So it's like, oh, like, that, that, that never existed. This is the yes lock. Like. <laughs> uh, goodness. But, uh, okay. Um, so uh, continue on with wrestling. Uh, I mean, watching, obviously, NXT, they just finished uh, that in your house. I am very. Thoroughly surprised that NXT 2.0 is still flourishing. Uh, really? Yeah, they're still doing the women's breakout uh, tournament. Uh, guys, you know, storylines are still continuing strong. Um, uh, I mean, it might be a little, little luster off of uh, Braun Bray because I feel like they don't have. He's similar, like in a, a Roman situation, like they don't really have anybody that can have like a good programming other than seems like Champa. But you know, obviously he moved on uh, to the different brands, but. I feel like he's yeah. somewhat floating around now, you know, with, with you know with Joe Gacy and all of them. But yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still still digging uh, 2.0. Uh, Creed Brothers, that's my my folks, doing strong. Diamond Mine as well. It's sort of weird to see Roderick Strong though, at you know, in such a talkative position. Uh, well, but, and, and all the rumors are that he's been asking for his release. Yeah, you keep telling so, me that, but it doesn't seem like any indication that they, they gotta like release him. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it, but it's such a funny thing. Um, he is no note, Malcolm Bivens. He is no Malcolm, who's now in AEW. Yes. Uh, managing my girl, Jade Cargo. Yes. And what's her, this name of the baddies? The, the baddies, bad, yes. The baddies. So I haven't seen the other two wrestle. Are they good? They're okay. Okay. Um, they're not bad. Green. Uh, green. Yeah, a little, a little green. Um, okay. But but they're you know they're they're good. Like they're not bad. You know, like I would have okay. been like, oh geez, you know, anything like that. Okay. Um, they're all right. J- Jade Cargill's green, but she has such a great presence to her. Like yes, like she looks like a star. Like you look at her, you're like, this is a somebody. Okay. Um, How are her promos? Her promos are great. Okay. Um, I could do without her telling uh, Tony Schiavone to cut the uh, sugar honey iced tea every week. Oh, um, really? <laughs> it, I feel like it was funny the first time she did it. Yeah. But like, now that's like her catchphrase. Like, <laughs> you got to have one. You, you do got to have one. Um, but here's the here's the problem with AEW, like, because yep. I don't mind swearing. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, when everybody does it, it's not special. They don't bleep? Uh, not the S word, no. It's on TNT, though. Uh, it's on TBS. TBS, and, yeah. Uh, so isn't that like syndic- uh, syndicated te- uh, network or something? You know they, that they like... allow they allow sugar honey iced tea. Um, really? They also, yeah, they also allow on American Dad. Wow, um, the cartoon. Yeah, oh no, it's a great show. I love that. Yeah. Uh, love it more than uh, Family Guy. But I am actually surprised. Um, yeah. So do you think that do you think it would have been bad if they bleeped it? So like it wouldn't take away its, its luster. No, I don't even think it needs to be bleeped. Um, I, I like that they play it, but okay. like you hear it three or four times on the show. Oh, okay. So it's not special. Um, so when when MJF did his pipe bomb thing, did he throw out and drop any F-bombs? Yeah, that they bleeped. They bleeped the oh, F-bombs. Okay. 
Okay. Um, right. And that made that special. Well, and now also indicates that probably was a uh, work then. Uh, um, well, I'm sure that it was a work. I mean, because you know, I was gonna say if it was a legit shoot, they wouldn't know that he, you know, and he then, was gonna do it. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to catch him. Right. You know. Um, but but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, unlike when John Moxley. Um, <laughs> I, oh, what happened? You you just actually proved right there that the whole MJF thing is a work. Wow, that's crazy. Um, no, but what, what do you mean with John Moxley? Because John Moxley did drop an F bomb on the air and it got through. Really? Uh, was, yeah. was was he shooting? Uh, when yeah, when he first came back from rehab. Okay. Um, and, and some fan called him an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. and, and he was like, "Security, get this guy the f out of here." <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that got through. That well, Tony Khan probably had to pay some sort of fine for that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> But, but yeah, I just remember that. I'm like, yeah, because that was crazy. It was like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they that, get, that got through. They so, can't get that seven-second delay. No, no, because I'm sure no one was expecting it. Moxley's just supposed to be out there, you know, cutting a quick promo. And yeah. all of a sudden, someone called him an alcoholic. And it was natural, <laughs> you know. Uh, too funny, too funny. The, but, the real right. guy, I forget what his actual name is now. Um Whatever his actual name is, that that person came through. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean oh yeah, his actual uh, shoot name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, so how's AEW um, so far? Uh, well, do you want to talk more about NXT 2.0? Um, I was say, have you been, have you and uh, the Queen been watching any of it, or just mostly just the main show, the main shows, uh, Raw SmackDown? We've just been watching the main shows. Um, I keep up with NXT 2.0 peripherally. Okay, um, I was gonna say, what I, I, is it that? What doesn't gravitate your attention to that full, like as a full-time show? Is it because they're uh, too green? Yeah, I think it's that they're too green, and it's not the like. like it's, I I loved the black and gold, uh, yep. the heyday that uh, of NXT um, when you had Alistair Black, um, Viking Raiders. Um, they were the War Raiders back then. Yeah, Velveteen Dream. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to say that or not. Uh, well, oh, but, he, oh yeah. he's another Sean Russell like the, he, like he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he shall not be named. <laughs> I was gonna say that we should do episodes of they should not be named. Right, we should definitely like, be do like that. Snooker, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying oh, to think man. of anyone that has like bad like <laughs> legacies behind them. Right, the legacies behind them. Seriously, which now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I, I feel like I should start using whatever for my theme song. <laughs> Why? Because I'm like, I don't think they would come after me for it. They, they, they probably <laughs> like be like, no, that doesn't exist. Huh? We don't, we don't know what that song is. <laughs> uh, well, do you all? Which presentation do you prefer, black and gold or the this, the two point oh and living color? bright technicolor i liked the black and gold okay. um i liked the feel of it it felt very like big fight to me uh okay. old school old school wrestling meets new school wrestling okay um i i liked the wrestler i loved the Chapa storyline with, with goldie uh undisputed yes the undisputed era uh, I was there live for some of the the biggest 
uh, matches during that time period. What for like um, during takeover, like Brooklyn t- takeover? Yes. Yep. Um, I was they there first war games. Yes, you know. Yeah. Uh, although I was not there for war games. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, unfortunately, but uh, but but yeah, I was there for uh, the Adam Cole Johnny Gargano street fight. <laughs> um, I was there for the uh, Champa Gargano. Uh, Last man standing match with one of the greatest finishes I've ever seen in my life. What was the finish? Um, so, you know, for a last man standing match, you got to beat the 10 count. Right. Um, and so, and I mean, this is coming off of Ciampa just brutally like taking advantage of Gargano every chance he could get. And right. so it's like finally, like as a, as a wrestling audience, like you know how storyline arcs are supposed to go. But it's like, here's the chance for the good guy to get, like, the win and the feel-good moment. And you're like, you want it so badly for Gargano to have his feel-good moment. And they they beat the crap out of each other. Gargano handcuffed Champa and and DDT'd him on the stage. Woo! And so it's like, here we go, right? But, like, it took Gargano out, too. Okay. And so they're both down for the 10. Wait, if he's doing a, a DDT, why is that taking him out? Like, it was like a last-ditch effort type thing, like... Oh, okay, they're both, yeah, like... Yeah, and, and I feel like it was off of something fatigued. high. Yeah, oh, okay. and I think it was off of something high. Oh, okay. Um, and um, so, yeah, so now they're both down, and you're like, oh, man, like, you know, but it's like, well, Chompa's hand, his hands are behind his back. There's yep. no way he's going to get up, at least, like, you know. Yeah. At least it'll be a, uh, you know, even if they're both down, like, and the ref gets the 10, you at least feel like Gargano won. Like, he hit the, the big last move. Yep. Right before the ref gets the 10, Ciampa just rolled off the stage. And so oh, his feet wow. were on the ground. So technically he was standing. Like, <laughs> his body was, like, still, like, down. But, yeah, like, he was still, yeah. Down, he was still, yeah. Seeing the bird, hysterical. That's, not, yes. that's, that's, very, that's a very, very creative uh, finish. You'll see yes. that uh, anytime. No, no. It was, uh, you know, it was like, oh, uh, and the whole audience was like, no! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ah oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you know, 2.0 will have those type of situations, but they're not too far with some of their, you know, finishes. But uh, you know, give them some time. Give them some time. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. But yeah. Uh. Trying to think. Any other highlights for <clears throat> NXT? Um. Uh, yeah. None I can think of. But. Uh, haven't had a chance to see the other shows, uh, time purposes, but yeah, uh, AEW, what's, what's going on over there? Um, so let's see, with AEW, well, uh, I mean, we're, we're now, uh, coming off of Punk, uh, dropping the, uh, the AEW title that he just won. Yeah, for uh, uh, jumping into the guardrail. Yes, for jumping into the guardrail. Um, Alleg- oh, I mean, not allegedly, but that's what folks are leaning towards. It might not be 100%. It, it's definitely... Here's the thing. Even if he was hurt, like, a little bit before doing that... Or during match. That, yeah, like, that definitely, like... Um, because... Uh, and it's funny, because even the princess, she... Uh, she, she spotted it right when it happened. 
like she was like oh like he's gonna regret doing that he barely made it and uh <laughs> and then then like he was limping out of the ring and she's like oh there we go like he's hurt. yeah he's not that athletic no he, he's not um and that's okay he's you know, oh, it's not really okay to be trying to look like if you you know doing athletic <laughs> things. Like, stay in your lane <laughs> Well, and that, that's, I guess that's really like, I should say it's okay that he's not athletic. Uh, <laughs> do your thing. Like, he's great at psychology. You know, yeah. he's got some good submissions. Um, you know, he's great on the mic. Like, so yeah, you, you do what works for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you know. man. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh, real quick, how's that, yeah. um, that new uh, wrestler that's similar to like the, He's like AEW's great colleague. Like, how's he flourishing? Oh, Satnam Singh. Yes. Um, so he just had his first match on Rampage this past Friday. Uh, I have not it? seen it yet. Oh, okay. Um, we had uh, we had the princess's parents over for dinner on Friday night. I made yep. amazing pork chops. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And uh, humble brag, humble brag, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Um, and that'll tie into today's water bottle. We'll get to that later. Okay. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, but but yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. So I'm curious to watch it, and I, I will give my opinion on it next week. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah. With that being said, so far uh, he's just been doing run-ins with Jay Lethal. I don't expect much out of him. Okay. Um, no disrespect to him. He just looks kind of like big, tall, and clumsy. Um, okay. and that's, again, that's no disrespect. Like, that's just what I'm seeing. Um, okay. and, and like, it's hard to not be big, tall and clumsy. Okay. Um, and, uh, from what I understand, he, it's kind of another giant Gonzalez thing. Um, okay. I, I think he had a contract like for basketball with somebody and like that didn't work out. And it was just like, oh, well here, like we're, we're just going to like buy you, buy you up or something like it's something weird. Okay. I, okay. I might be making um... all that up. But this is how we get out of liability for anything on the show. I just end every statement. I might be making that up. <laughs> Nobody uh, can come at us. Train of thought. Um, so, oh, yeah, well, okay. Side note: Did you guys uh, get a chance to see um, you know the AEW uh, WWE uh, Hell in a Cell? Yes, we did. So was it an actual cage match? Uh, in the in the pay per view, yes, uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins in the cage. Uh, oh, okay, so how was it? Cody Rhodes had a uh, torn pec okay. going into the match. I don't know if you've seen pictures online. Nope, it was gross looking. Um, his Ooh, whole really? chest and like right arm was all blue. So he can still perform with that with a tail a tail like that. He did it. <laughs> wow, so, uh, the answer, yeah. working out. Oh, okay. And uh, so I, I have to assume, just thinking about it from my own perspective as yep. a performer, um, I'd have to assume he felt bad, like it didn't happen in the ring. Yep. You know, and it's like, oh, so you know what? Got to just go. And, and he's been getting this huge push. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know what? Just go through with it. Put on the best performance you can. And, you know, and, and know you're going to be out, you know, after that. <laughs> And uh, one of the guys at at What Culture who uh, 
they probably have one of the best podcasts uh, out there that's not ours. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they were saying that they were they gave a perspective of, well, it's already torn off the bone. You're not going to do any more damage to it. <laughs> like, okay. So I guess, uh, you know. But I think his, his mobility was uh, pretty. I've got to say. Pretty limited. I, yes, but no. Um, like it definitely, I mean, it hindered the things he could do with his right upper body. But okay. I mean, he put on an amazing performance. They were out there for at least 20 minutes. Um, and wow. like, yeah, at no point did you feel like you were watching like a, a bad performance or like a lesser performance. Okay. Okay. All right. So now That's are they, are they done? Um, well, yeah, Cody, Cody's going to be out for, uh, they're saying nine months. Okay. Wow. So he really did some damage. Yeah. Yes, he did. Was the uh, other matches decent? Um, we watched uh, Becky, Bianca, and Asuka. Okay. Um, in a triple threat match that was uh, not bad. The okay. Triple threat matches are always difficult. Um, you know, but uh, these were three very talented women. And uh, so they, they definitely put on a good performance. And that's why I say it was not bad. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else was uh, on the show that we watched. Because we fast forwarded through some things for sure, and uh, and I think I slept through <laughs> through some other things. Um, so that's all I I remember actually uh, from it. Um, trying to think, follow up uh, the raw after Cody came out, cut a promo, yeah, yep. uh, very emotional, um, you know, and then then got attacked by Seth Rollins. Um, and so then that's the it's funny that that's the storyline they're going with to uh, you know explain him being out they're saying oh Seth Rollins like attacking him uh, after he'd already like been hurt like so now he's going to be out for nine months um, <laughs> but uh, story, you know uh, absolutely absolutely that's the name of the game right yeah um, <laughs> so there's that and then uh, you know a story I, I'm you know, I, I think as everybody is, uh, I'm very interested in all the stuff going on with the bloodline um, and the feud with Riddle um, right now. And uh, Riddle's going to be wrestling Reigns on SmackDown, oddly. Um, really? Yes. Okay. Uh, this coming week. Um, or not, I think it may have happened this past Friday. I'm not sure. I'm like, we're, we're a little bit behind on it. So I'm like, it, it might have been this past Friday or that it happened but he made the challenge on Raw um, so I don't know we'll, we'll see what the deal is there so I'm curious where that goes um, Usos are now the undisputed tag champs um, and it looks like the Street Profits um, are, are going to be challenging them uh, for their belts uh, I think at Money in the Bank um, really? that will be happening yes alright alright um, so that should be pretty pretty good. Um, what other things are happening? Oh, Rhea Ripley. And, oh, Judgment Day. Uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, all the stuff with that group. Nope. Okay. Um, have you seen any? Like, do you know of the group? Nope. Okay. Um, quick fill in here. Uh, at WrestleMania, Edge uh-huh. uh, wrestled AJ Styles. Okay. Damian Priest came out to assist Edge. And that was the beginning of the group Judgment Day. Okay. Um, 
and uh, started off it was Edge and Damian Priest and then uh, a few weeks later Rhea Ripley joined okay um, and they've got like this dark goth you know kind of thing going uh, really cool entrance okay um, and then on Raw this past week yep they said uh, they were introducing a new member to the group and uh, everyone was you know who's it gonna be like blah 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 and everyone thought it was going to be Ciampa Okay. Um, that's been rumored for a while now. And then it turned out to be Finn Balor, who they've been feuding with. Um, okay. And they actually, at Hell in a Cell, they wrestled a uh, tag match. It was Damian Priest and AJ Styles and Rhea Ripley against Finn Balor. I'm sorry, no. It was D- Damian Priest, Edge, and Rhea Ripley against okay. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. Um, intergender six-person six tag. And then, um, so that was the night before, was that sixth tag. Finn yeah. Balor joins them the next night, yeah. and then they kicked Edge out of the group. Um, beat him up, okay. gave him a concerto. Um, what's the signs behind that? Like, what's the end game behind that? We're, we're going to have to see. Um, okay. The rumor and innuendo on the interweb yeah. is that uh, WWE wanted to make the group like more like supernatural oh okay um, and Edge didn't want to like go the supernatural route well uh, I mean he, did, he already did it with the whole brood thing yeah you know and that was then right you know he feels like you know this is now and I it's, it's a shame because I really liked what Edge was doing with this group because it was almost like a cult leader kind of thing um, yeah. so it was creepy but not like supernatural you know but that seems like now it's become like a, a common troop, you know, for wrestling stables. You know, I, f- I feel like it is. It, yeah. I, I would agree with you on that. Same thing with the supernatural uh, thing. They seem like they both done done that. I feel you completely. Um, with that being said, I would love to join the House of Black in AEW. I'm going to put that out into the to the atmosphere now. Is that a, uh, is that a cool stable with um, Alistair and Murphy and? The other guy, um, Brody King. Um, yes. they, they've got potential. Um, there okay. are things about them that I like, things about them that I don't like. Okay, um, but I think I would be a great addition, uh, okay. to them, uh, and their group. Okay, but well, what's, uh, what, who are, what's, what's their storyline? What's their gimmick? Like, that's uh, when we're talking about things that I don't like. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's not very well defined. Okay, um, and it's funny because I feel like when Malachi Black came in and he had a feud with Cody Rhodes going, yeah, um, I think he he had a very defined uh, purpose at, at that time. Well, what I was, think... with the vignettes that he had? What was he setting setting up? Because I think you told me he was trying to continue the storyline with the whole uh, when Seth Rollins was taking people's eyes out or something like yes. that. Yes. So, um, they still mention that. Yeah, he, I mean, even now to this day, his uh, he's got black around his eye. Okay. And uh, and he wears like a contact lens, I believe. Okay, but like, but what? Was, but what's his whole storyline? Like, what is? Uh, what's his new uh, Alakai Black? Malachi Black. Malachi Black. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What is? What is this? And that's uh, honestly, I think that's the problem right now. I don't 
feel like there's a very intentional storyline. Um, okay. I, I feel like he, he's got this group for some reason. Okay. And like they're they're dark and spooky for some reason. Okay. But like it's not really explained why or what their deal is or what they're here for. Okay. Um, and so I would definitely like to see better Dick, explanation. Dick. And same thing with Murphy, same thing. Like he's just like the one of the henchmen. Yeah, yeah, right now he's basically just a, just a henchman. Was Brody King ever in uh, like the Indies, or like was he a new like a? Oh yeah, player? no, he, no, no. He he was on the Indies. He was in Ring of Honor. Uh, I want to say he was in PWG. Can he move for a big dude? Uh, for a big dude, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll definitely give him give him credit. Um, in that regard. Okay. All right. And uh, so yeah, I feel like they've got good pieces. Uh, they just don't have good direction. Okay. Um, and I think that's the only thing they're missing right now is like they need a purpose to play. <coughs> who are they feuding with? Um, who are they feuding with? Uh, I guess I would say they're feuding with Death Triangle. Who's um, Death Triangle? Which is uh, Penta, Ray Phoenix, and Pack. Okay. Why is Pack with those two? Uh, that is a very attractive question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, some for some reason around the beginning of AEW, they uh, formed a group called okay. Death Triangle. Okay. And that's the thing, like, and that's the thing with AEW, like, they like to like, and I, I think it's because Tony Khan is a fan of the Attitude Era. Okay. The Attitude Era was like the era of gang warfare. <laughs> like so like you've got all these groups but like there's really no explanation as to the why and like they don't really like fit yeah it sounds like just throwing stuff to the wall and hope it sticks completely you know um like it's like oh like in the attitude era yeah you had a lot of groups but they all like fit they all looked alike you all yeah, you had, like, the, why they were yeah, together the, yeah the nation the uh uh what was the biker game uh doa doa you had the boeek Boric Cross, uh, I'm probably killing the pronunciation. Uh, Los Boricos, uh, Papi, eh? Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you had uh, Heart Foundation representing Canada, uh, DX. Now I yes. think about, yeah, during the whole entry, it was like 80% stables, like. <laughs> yes, but they all made w- NWO was like red and black with like another 75% of the roster. Like. <laughs> right. But, Completely, but but well, all those stables made sense. Even though thinking about it, I'm like, wow, that's super racist. Like they just grouped all the colors together. <laughs> but no, no, the original nation had PG-13 and Crush and Crush. Yep. Before, um, before we kicked them all out. And yeah. Look, and uh, I think we literally said we need a blacker nation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. that is true. But uh, um. Like, but visual, like it all made sense. Like yeah, like you said, like, visually. Yeah. Well, so, so what are the staples in AEW? You got the House of Black. Yeah, who visually? They're like, a, they're like a goth vampire group, right? Yeah, visually, they 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 kind of make sense. Buddy Murphy sticks out a little bit because um, at the end of the day, like Brody King and House of Black are just covered in tattoos. Right, 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 and, right. And Buddy Murphy's just a clean cut kind of guy. Well, has. has yeah. Has his attire changed? Like, you know, does he have like some like evil looking tights or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Uh, he wears the, you know, those shorts that he wore with the like, not string, but like frayed. I don't know how you call those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, so he wears those all black. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. So, so yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, uh, you know, he's there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what other stables are there? You got the best friends, which is uh, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Trent Beretta's mom. Uh, Rocky Romero, I think, is affiliated with the group, maybe, possibly. Do they look the part? I mean, they look goofy. All right, so I guess that works uh, for them. You know, um, it's a shame Trent Beretta is associated with them because he's such an amazing talent. You never heard of him. Uh, is he good? He's amazing. Okay. Was he like, uh, style-wise, like, a, a cruiser, a technical, power, like... Cruiser technical, I would call okay. him. Okay, like uh, Malenko. Uh, no, because so much more athletic than Malenko. Oh, like, um, like Seth, like a Rollins. Yeah, like a Seth Rollins. Okay, okay. Um, and he's so underrated um, and just so overlooked because, uh, and I think it's because of the guys he's with, and, okay. and I think it's his 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 attitude. He's, okay. He's, uh, he he's a very laid back guy. Like you could tell that just looking at him. Okay. And uh, but it's like, oh, but he's so talented in the ring, uh, okay, so talented. I, I've been a fan of his since he was in WWE, uh, on SmackDown as part of the Dude Busters. The Dude Busters, never yes. heard of them. <laughs> they were a very short lived tag team in WWE. Who was his uh, tag team? I don't even remember the guy's name, it's <laughs> terrible, it, it is, but it, you know, it is what it is, uh. But Trent Beretta, I was like, wow, this guy. And then I saw some of his stuff in New Japan uh, yeah. when he left there. Yeah. And he was putting on great matches. He's actually who I stole the uh, baseball slide German suplex from. Oh, okay. All right. Well, kudos to him. Yes. Uh, so you got, uh, the, got the best friends, got the House of Black. Who, who else we got? Got uh, the House of Andrade. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, He's uh, in AEW. Yes, uh, he's or still not the House of Andrade. What is it? Andrade, Andrade Family Office. Okay. Formerly known as the Hardy Family Office. Oh, so he's with the Hardy Boys? No. Oh. Um, before Jeff came back to AEW, Matt Hardy was a heel, um, yeah. and he had a stable, the Hardy Family Office. That, okay. That made no sense. It was private party. Okay. Um, and uh, Butcher and the Blade. What? Right, like. <laughs> Like, talk about people that you wouldn't even see yeah, like, in the same random, place at the same time. That's right? a random stable. <laughs> right. That's a random stable. <laughs> and um, when Jeff Hardy came back, like, I think it was like two weeks before Jeff Hardy, like, showed up on TV. For some random reason, Andrade just bought the group. <laughs> wow. So it became the Andrade family office. Uh, <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh goodness! Um, so yeah, so that's another stable. You've got the uh, undisputed elite. Um, yeah, they make, that definitely makes sense. The undisputed elite. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that group makes sense. Um, right. Although at some point they have to break up. You think so? Um, yes. Well, the undisputed elite is uh, Adam Cole, uh, Young Bucks, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. Um, and maybe or maybe not Kenny Omega, kind of unclear. Yeah, is he like retired from wrestling? 
No, no, no. He he got in like he had a bunch of injuries. All right. And uh, so when he dropped the belt, he like got like eight surgeries. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Something crazy right. like that. Okay. Um, right. Trying to think what other stables are there. I'm like, because it's nothing but stables. You got the Barstool Dons. <laughs> well, they're a tag team, I guess. Yeah. Especially now that Julia Hart's no longer with them. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Jericho Appreciation Society. That's a that's a name. That's the name. <laughs> the Jericho I- Appreciation Society for over fifty years, the leader in sports and entertainment. Who's in it? Chris Jericho. Yep. Jake Hager. Okay. Daniel Garcia for some reason. Okay. Um, and uh, the guys formerly known as uh, 2.0. And uh, I forget what they were called in NXT now. Um, really? I love them. They were jobbers in NXT. What? Um, but, but they're so funny. Um, you, uh, you got the one. He'd be like, oh, what? You want a piece of this, huh? <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, those two, they, they go by new names now that they're in the Jericho Appreciation Society. I don't even know what they are. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's a stable. Um, and uh, before that, you had um, what was Jericho's other stable that he had, where it was him, <laughs> Sammy Guevara, um, and uh, Proud, Pride and Powerful. Um, I don't even remember what the name of that group was, but you had that group. That was stable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you've got Blackpool Combat Club. That's oh yeah, the you know, one with uh, Regal, right? Yeah, yep. Like, that's a stable. <laughs> well, There's only three of them. No, it's only two of them: Moxley and uh, Daniels, and uh, Wheeler Yuta. I don't know who that is. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Well, well, and don't forget uh, uh, my 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 group, the Dark Order. Oh, that's <laughs> the Dark Order. There's another stable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they were there from the inception, from the get go. Yes, they were. So, but but just point being, there's another state, and I can't believe Stu Grayson. Um, they couldn't come to terms with him on a new deal. Really? In my opinion, he was like the best member of the Dark Order. Nah, he ain't gone, is he? Yeah. Nah, this is probably just a, really. Yes, he is gone. Yeah, but isn't he, didn't he come up with uh, Evil Uno? Is that like his, his man? Yeah, Evil Uno's still there. Because I, I think, he, and I say this with, with all respect, but I think yeah. Evil Uno's happy to have a job. Um, Not, well, he, well, he get busy in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> you're tough. Dude, yeah, I am you're, tough. you're a tough critic. I, I, very much so. Very much so. <laughs> but Stu Grayson, I, I thought was a great talent, great look. Um, but the uh, the dirt sheets they're saying that they couldn't come to terms financially so yeah and, he wanted more they were trying to lowball yeah so yeah. and I'm like I don't, I'm trying to think where does he go I don't know would WWE pick him up well, he's, um, is he too old for NXT I think so I feel I like know. he's been around for a while okay and he's too small for one of the main shows you're saying like Smackdown or Raw I would think so um, so I don't know. Does he go to Impact? Does he? Yeah, he could do Impact. Yeah, he could definitely do Impact. Um, and I could see him doing good things there. I mean, I look at the push Josh Alexander got. 
I'm like, there's no yeah. reason Stu Grayson couldn't get like a, at least half that. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't move him over to ROH with Tony. He could probably had a well, it's still Tony, so he probably it's still contractual. For money. Yeah, money, money is money. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. It does, you know. Or well, they yeah. better keep uh, John Silver because if they release him, it's a wrap after that. No, nah, I think he'll 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 stay around there. Um, he's a, and it's funny. I mean, he's such a great part of that group. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy that's happy to have the job. And, and I I don't say that oh, in you, a bad you, way. You bugging on that one? No, I love Johnny Hungry. <laughs> you love him. Him. Absolutely love him. The meat man. <laughs> How can I not love him? But here's the yeah. thing: he, he's too short for WWE. Not really. Yes, really. Ray Mysterio. He's no Ray Mysterio. Give him, give him time. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's no Ray Mysterio. He, he's better. He's better than Ray on the mic. Yes, he is. Uh huh. But he's, that doesn't unless they decide to make him a manager over there. Oh, like what happened? My main man. Yeah, L. Eli Drake. Night. <laughs> yeah. And what's his new name? Max Dupree. Woo. Yeah. And, well, uh, you know. <sighs> which is crazy. I'm like, this is a guy that could be main eventing WrestleMania. Not nah, nah, that he's managing. You bugging. What? You bugging. He could easily be main eventing WrestleMania and be the most over guy in that company if they let, gave him the ball and let him run with it. What? First of all, he's, 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 jump he's, on the gravy train. he's probably like 48. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need to push him now. You don't have a lot of time. Yeah, nah. nah. I, I'm not kidding. I would have him main event WrestleMania in a heartbeat. I would make everybody jump on the gravy train. And that's not an insult. That's just the facts of life, dummies. Nah, 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 nah. nah. He, is not the, he is not the one to take the, the reins from Roman, no pun intended. <laughs> I think he is. I if, think if, if I was to push, uh, since Roman is going uh, part-time status uh, soon, I put, uh, let's see. Uh, obviously, probably. Why not just put on uh, Almighty Bobby Lashley? Let him run, run uh, for a couple, for a year or so. I've got no beef with that. Okay, I would happily give Lashley a good run. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and, uh, definitely, definitely not, definitely not uh, Eli though. I'm telling you. Put the world title on him. Yeah. Main event <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, he's not, he's not, he can't even wrestle no more. What do you mean he can't even wrestle no more? He's manager duty. <laughs> Doesn't mean he can't wrestle. It means they're not letting him wrestle. True. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he can wrestle. He, and he, he should be wrestling and he should be headlining shows. He should be getting a crazy push. Yeah, I don't know what you see. I don't know what you're seeing, son. I'm seeing talent. Guy, guy's got the look. Guy's got the talk. Guy can work in the ring. I don't understand what they're missing. I don't understand what you're missing. He's well. He's small. He's not small. Height wise, yes. Yeah, he's not tall, but he's not right. small. No, but like I said, he needs a he 
to get them Jericho uh, WCW lifts, boot lifts. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but, he, he's no smaller, I think, than Seth Rollins as far as height-wise. You think so? I think so. I'd have to see, okay. but I feel like they're in that same ballpark. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, only time will tell. Time will tell. You know? Indeed. Indeed. Well, so, so I, I think he's he's got no chance wrestling-wise. I think they've, they've put him in this manager box. That's where they're going to have him for whatever reason. Hey, well, it worked for Fuji and them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's on your uh, horizon? Maybe he becomes the next Bobby Heenan. There you go. Uh, and that, you know, he, that had legs to it. Uh, what's on, what's on your horizon for your, for your, uh, upcoming shows? Well, I just found out yesterday that, yep. uh, MCW was canceled next week. Uh, so that's a shame. Yes. Um, so, uh, as of right now, my next show is July 9th, uh, for NCW. Okay. Bristol, Rhode Island. Okay. Um, but with that being said, uh, I am currently uh, in talks with uh, a couple other uh, wrestling companies. Okay. Um, I still think July 9th will be my next show. Okay. But uh, I think we'll be adding some uh, some dates to the calendar uh, after that. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, so right now we're just... Uh, kind of quiet on the wrestling front although uh in two weeks going to be uh heading to chicago shy town baby united center <laughs> for uh aew new J- first new japan forbidden door who's uh what's the rumor uh rumor mill for the forbidden door surprise appearance uh, well, no surprise appearance. It's the whole oh. show. Um, oh. Is it's AEW versus New Japan? Oh, 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 oh. By the, oh, okay. So who's on the New Japan guy that will be going against the AEW guys? Uh, the rumor right now is it's going to be Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole in a triple threat for the uh, New Japan Heavyweight Title. Okay. Uh, or I should say the IWGP Heavyweight Title. Okay. Um, and then. Uh, what uh I mean there there was a rumor of uh punk and Hiroshi Tanahashi but that's not happening now okay um but the AEW interim heavyweight title will be decided on that show uh it will be John Moxley against somebody from New Japan um either Hiroshi Tanahashi or Hiroko Goto I believe um, okay. For the for the AEW interim title, I have to assume Moxley wins that because um, I wouldn't think they would put it on somebody from Japan unless that person was going to be around a while. Okay. Um, those are the only things I've heard so far. Um, so it'll be interesting to see over the course of the next two weeks how they build that up. Okay. Um, I have to assume the Japanese talent needs to get here shortly. Oh, Will Ospreay. Uh, yeah. definitely. You don't know who Will Ospreay is? Nope. What? <laughs> he had that crazy match with Ricochet those number of years ago? 
that everybody oh. talked about where it looked like like a uh, ballet routine with like puppets on a string <laughs> what that's terrible that's also oh, is it, he's a flippity flippity wrestler major flippity wrestler uh okay but um i'm shocked you have never heard of him uh, is that all he does is flippity flippity uh, from what I understand, he's actually come a long way from from where he's at now to to then. Okay, uh, is he technically sound? I believe so. I, I and I'll be honest, I haven't seen any of his recent stuff. He was on Rampage this past Friday, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, but uh, I know last year people were saying like he might be the best wrestler in the world. Like people were saying like it's between him, Omega, and like AJ Styles. Um. Yeah, but Styles is old. But he can still go. Really? AJ Styles is... So? Oh, absolutely. I, AJ Styles, to me, is the the new... Um, what What is it? Epcot or whatever? You know, lo, oldest ride in the park, but still has the longest line. Oh, is that what Ric Flair always said? Yeah. Oh, Space like, Mountain. Uh, Space Mountain. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but all right. Um, so... This Willow Shea guy, you say, can take uh, AJ's crown? That, that's what people are saying. I haven't seen, so I don't know. I'm very curious to watch him and especially to see him live to find out, like, is he that kind of good? Okay. Um, I've, I've seen that match that he had with Ricochet. Yep. Uh, not my flavor of ice cream. Too flippity? Uh, yes. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give them both credit for their athleticism. Okay. Because, um, I mean, it was crazy athletic and, and for their choreography. Well, did the match tell a story? Yes. The the story was that these guys know each other so well that they can counter and reverse and they know what's going to happen, so they flip out of the way. Okay. Like It was like a superhero movie. Okay. Um, so that was the story of the match. For, uh, you know, for any old school person that's like, oh, this match didn't have a story, it did have a story. Oh, but okay. It's like, it's not not the type of story that people are expecting. You know what I mean? Especially if you don't know the context around it. Yeah. But basically they've, they've wrestled, you know, all over the world against each other. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, like, here's their, you know, 20th time wrestling. And so the story is they know the 20th so time well. Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the story being told in that match. Just they know each other so well. They, they, they know what's going to happen before it happens. So okay. They can flip out of the way and do all the things. Okay. But uh, definitely worth looking up sometime just for uh, the fun of it. Um, okay. And to, you know, you'll be like, "Oh, so this is Will Osprey?" Okay. Um, I've got to watch the the video. I watched the first video you sent me of Orange Cassidy with the fish. Yeah, um, I, it took a minute. I was like, "Is that Because I was like, "He has no facial hair," so I couldn't really tell. Uh, yes, but... I feel you. Yeah, it's hilarious. And then you definitely got to see that uh, cinematic match against him and uh, Malcolm Bivis. Oh, it's a cinematic match? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. Definitely uh, check that hilarious. out. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so what's on the the water jug for today? You, you uh, wanted to tie it in from earlier today. Yes. Uh, today's water jug is, this is a great message for everybody. Uh, be respectfully unapologetic. Break that down. So uh, to break it down, you know, when you're unapologetic, it means you don't apologize for being who you are. You know, okay. now if you're a jerk, then you're a jerk, and the, you know you've got things to work through. 
Okay. But, but otherwise, like, let your light shine, you know? Whatever your thing is. Like I said earlier, I, I made some amazing pork chops on Friday. It, yep. it's, it's a humble brag. It's, you know, uh, I am going to respectfully be unapologetic about how good my pork chops were. I won't put anyone else's pork chops down. You know, yeah. everybody makes their pork chops the way they do, and I'm sure they're very good, but mine yeah. were great. Uh, okay. You know, and uh, so for everybody out there, be, be respectfully unapologetic. Whatever your thing is, you know, don't apologize for it. Let your light shine through, okay. um, but respectfully. You know, okay. so, so basically don't put anyone else down, but don't be afraid to raise yourself up. Okay. And, all uh, right. Okay, so, all right. I like and, it. Uh, we're, I we're like gonna, it. Yes, we're going to put you on the spot today. All right, hit me. And uh, so, so what are you respectfully unapologetic about? What's your what's your thing you want to let your light shine through on this morning? Um, my righteousness. Interesting. Go on. All right. I I, I go through the through the world uh, with a uh, you know righteousness of uh, doing right by others uh i uh hold up to that standard i like it i like that a lot <laughs> absolutely it makes the day easier and you uh pick up less enemies that way very true and the universe is on your side amen to that yep and uh i think uh ddp actually broke this down very well one time he said well, the reason why the golden rule doesn't work and for those that don't know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Yes. He said, uh, the reason why that doesn't work is a lot of people don't like themselves. That's and, true. Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, so, you know, because they treat themselves poorly, they treat other people poorly. Um, so so I like the idea of just righteousness and doing right by others, just period. Do you still um, follow DDP and DDP lo- uh, uh, yoga? I have not in a while, but I actually do want to get back into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's been, I would say, about a year since I've done it last. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so, all right. We will uh, definitely look forward to uh, your upcoming shows in the future. What pay-per-views uh, to, uh, Hell in a Cell just happened? Uh, yeah. So, what's new for... This is uh, June. So, what's in June? Um... Well, Hell in a Cell was, was June. That was oh, yeah, sure. So I guess the next one will be uh, July. What, SummerSlam? Uh, no, we got Money in the Bank next in July. Oh, okay. Which, I thought uh, SummerSlam was always so that's like August then? Yeah, SummerSlam is August. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Money in the Bank, which uh, got moved from Allegiant Stadium to, uh, I want to say, the MGM Grand Arena. Okay. So, because uh, they were having difficulty selling tickets. Which, okay. um, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, Money in the Bank isn't that kind of pay-per-view to run in a stadium. You don't think so? No. Uh, okay. WrestleMania, sure. Royal Rumble, absolutely. SummerSlam, yes. You've done it a few times now. Yeah. Um, I don't even know about Survivor Series, though, in a stadium. I, I think it might just be those three. Okay. All right. All right, well, we'll see how Money in the, <clears throat> money in the Bank is. Yes, we, it'll, uh, we, we shall see. Like I said, I think uh, already announced we've got Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley 
Yep. Um, and I think Usos and the Street Profits. So I think we're off to a good start. Yeah, especially the Usos and, and the Street Profits. Yeah. Uh, before we leave, are you still uh, are you a fan of Dawkins? Because everybody loves. Uh, uh, everyone loves Montez Ford. Montez, yeah. Well, I mean, Montez Ford wouldn't give me the pinkies up when uh, I did security for them. So uh, I got to give more love to Dawkins, I think, just for that reason alone. Uh, <laughs> okay. Looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, okay. Like, oh man, will you guys put your pinkies up in this picture with me? And Montez Ford, like his eyes, like bugged out of his head, like he wants to do what? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like or not? It's cool. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Okay. All right. Uh, well, maybe, not a weird thing, but <laughs> maybe, maybe time, maybe things will be different. But okay, yeah. all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Dawkins, though, uh, Dawkins is a very talented wrestler. I think because he's next to Montez Ford, who is so uh, so much personality, yeah, uh, and athleticism. Yeah, um, I, I think it, you know, makes Dawkins underrated for for how good he is. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think in comparison, to, I mean, Ford is a star all around. Yeah. You know, Dawkins isn't quite on that level, but Dawkins is still his own kind of great. And I think they're best together. I think it would be a mistake to break them up. You think so? I do. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. I bring the swag like nobody can. That's it, theme song? Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, oh, he has come to you like he actually Montez actually has has a uh, rap song. I'm gonna send you a link. Tell me how you dig it. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that'll be for something for next next week's show. But all right then. Uh, well, if you want to take us out on this nice sunny Sunday, it's a beautiful day on a <laughs> Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, been a, another fun episode, my man. Yes. Uh, you know, Mr. Hammer. No, not Mr. Hammer. Um, please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Exactly. Uh, yes. You know, was, Which I'm going to send you a link to that because there's actually a, a movie for that, too. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, definitely got to yeah. check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, been another fun episode. Uh, we've been all around the world and back again today. Starting aye, off aye, talking, aye. Aye, aye, aye. talking about that music and. Uh, transitioning it nicely into wrestling yeah uh, and uh yeah so uh for everybody out there whatever time of day you're listening to this sorry we missed y'all last week we had some technical difficulties but uh maybe down the line you may get a special bonus track of those said technical difficulties for your listening displeasure uh, yep yep <laughs> but on that note everyone going to this week feeling good feeling positive Remembering to be respectfully unapologetic. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. You can be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate it. We love you. One, two, three.